Nevertheless, I'm telling you for as long as an heir is a minor, despite being lord of everything, nothing distinguishes them from someone who's enslaved. Rather, they are under caregivers and household managers until the time designated by their father. It's the same for us. When we were children, we were enslaved under the fundamental assumptions of the world's systems. But when the appropriate time came, God sent out his son, given birth from a woman and born under Torah, so that those under Torah would purchase from enslavement and so that we would receive adoption as heirs. So, because you are heirs, God sent his son's life breath into our hearts that were calling out Abba, Father. So then, no longer are you enslaved, but instead are an heir. You are an heir and recipient of the inheritance through God. May this be to us a word of liberation and healing. Hello and welcome to the Lexio Cascadia podcast. My name is Brandon Rhodes, and I'm glad you're here. Thank you as always to Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com for the music. So last week, you recall, we explored this idea of the promise to Abraham entailing like the rolling back of all that alienates and divides, even the good things like Torah or being made male or female or whatever. The, the Jesus story, Paul claims, is the breakthrough to that promise. We live in it, heirs, as he said, based on a promise. That's like the last words leading up to the excerpt that I read moments ago. Now, so far, it has seemed like Paul was arguing specifically with the specific social crisis that was facing this Jesus huddle in this town of Galatia. Did people not of Jewish descent have to culturally convert to life as of being of that descent, of being of a Torah-based culture in order to follow Jesus? And so no wonder Paul's been arguing left and right about Torah. The Torah language is front and center for good reason. Um, And he's been arguing that you can't remain bound by what has become an obstacle to the promise, even if that obstacle was originally given to guide them towards it. Again, it's all very specific and particular, but then there was that plot twist. Do you remember it? He said, in the Christ, there is neither Jew nor Gentile, enslaved nor free, not male and female. Yeah, he didn't, he didn't stop at neither Jew nor Gentile. He said, all antagonisms, all distinctions that have become divisions, all the, ways, all the way down to the fundamentals of our biology, they're all null and void for people enjoying the promise according to the Jesus story. The plot twist is that these thing is that the kind the nature of the argument he's making about belonging as it relates to Torah is actually a window into oh it parallels our freedom and liberation from being enslaved to all kinds of things, all distinctions that become divisions, all antagonisms. Now look at what he does next here in today's excerpt. He's talking about what enslaves people to have conditional or limited belonging. He's using this metaphor of being enslaved versus being an heir. Now, in that day, an enslaved person was counted as part of their enslaver's household, but not counted as an heir. Their family, but not family. 
their family based on possession, not gift. And it's worse than that. An enslaved person shares in the work of the household, but not its joy, not its future, not its riches. While an heir receives it as gift and is assured of its future and its riches. And what is it that's enslaving people? Now, it's not Torah that Paul says is enslaving people, or it's not only Torah. Here he shifts Sort of like he did when he said, in Christ there's neither Jew nor Gentile, slave nor free, enslaved nor free, not male and female. Where he's, show, he's showing his hand that this is about all kinds of things. And here he says, where you might expect Torah being the enslaver, he says it's the fundamental assumptions of the world systems. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> what, a, what a huge phrase. The fundamental assumptions of the world systems. Now, you may have read that in other translations, that this is something like elemental spirits of the world. So it's, it's that it makes it sound kind of like um, malevolent, disembodied spirits, demons, celestial jackasses, whatever, whatever you want to call it. Um, now, those, those kind of things may exist. They may not. Um, but the language Paul uses here, it's about something that most certainly does exist and does have clear, tangible experience. Uh, consequences to the lives we live and and share together. Fundamental assumptions of the world systems, we all encounter that. There's no doubting their reality. You know, this is all the stuff that is taken for granted to prop up a status quo, whatever holds a people together, the fundamental assumptions we generally share about what's real, what's good, what's wrong, what's to be done about it, where we came from, where we're going. It's it's things like, let's see, in our day, it would be, oh God, I, this is going to, I'm going to rattle a few things off here <laughs> and it's going to get nauseating. Um, <laughs> fundamental assumptions of the world systems in our day would be things like the invisible hand of the market solves most problems if we let it. Or that marriage is only for a man and a woman. Or that boys will be boys. Or that girls are the weaker sex. Or that real men don't cry. Or that America is a beacon of hope. Or that government and policies and committees are great ways to solve problems. Fundamental assumptions of the world systems are that people become homeless because of their own bad choices and people become rich because of their good choices. Fundamental assumptions of the world systems are that addiction include that addiction is a criminal problem or or that cops can reduce crime. <laughs> we believe that. It's that Israelis have a right to their land and Palestinians don't. It's that America's power is from God. Fundamental assumptions of the world systems are that taxes are a burden, the poor are just lazy, hard work is a virtue, sacrifice can save, it's better that one man should die for the people, soldiers are public servants. Fundamental assumptions of the world systems are that we just have to move on from COVID. Never mind those of you who are disabled or with vulnerable immune systems fundamental assumptions of the world systems are that America is founded on Judeo-Christian principles or that religious people are more moral than non-religious people 
or that settlers have a right to the land and it's the indigenous who need to move on, or that trans people don't really exist, or that this is the way we've always done things. Yeah, those are the fundamental assumptions of the world systems, that the things we tell ourselves and one another that we just take to be immutably true. And when we can't question them, they become, well, they become our enslavers. How dare you um, question my authority, <laughs> right? We cannot live into a bigger future when we're stuck enslaved to these fundamental assumptions, even when some of them are maybe partly or helpfully or in some bastardized way, true-ish, but mostly false, even when they provide clarity or order or security. We cannot live into a bigger future as heirs when we're being enslaved by them. Which is why we have to take hold of what's held us captive, one another captive. Not Torah, but anything in our world that works like Torah or ethnicity or gender did in Paul's world. Whatever holds us back from a greater belonging, from promise, from the pure gift of being. Yeah, whatever chains our hearts back from one another's worthiness of love as co-heirs, that is the old way, the dead end. That is enslavement, not being an heir. Whatever is beyond question, said one mystic, that's the demonic. Whatever is beyond question, that's the demonic. Whatever whips us into a frenzy to kill, to degrade, to slander, to blame, to shame, to sacrifice. Whatever whips us up into gloating, chest-beating, self-congratulation. Whatever whips us up against voices of telling history truthfully, against voices of the downcast. Whatever whips us to whip is whipping us. And Jesus liberates us from all that whips us to whip others. Jesus liberates us from the seemingly supernatural energy that controls us, that can, takes over a crowd, that compels us to control whoever is questioning whether we should live within the fundamental assumptions of the world systems when we judge one another according to some taken-for-granted claim of a status quo. So yeah, maybe the classic translations are onto something with that whole elemental spirits language. Because the demonic looks less like a fiery imp and more like the Dark Lord Sauron. May our week ahead be filled with curiosity and wonder, gratitude and laughter, courage and presence. And may the peace of Christ be with you.